Welcome to the Social for Brokers podcast with me, your host, Chris Target. This podcast is for mortgage brokers and estate agents who are looking to grow their online presence through social media. I'll share tips, best practices, and useful tools that will help you save time and ultimately expand your business. Welcome to the Social for Brokers podcast. Today, I'm joined by Nathan Reeves and Mark John of Mewstone Mortgage Advice. So Nathan and Mark have recently started up Mewstone Mortgage Advice after being at mortgage advisors um, for around 20 years combined. So some good experience between the two of them. Mark worked for a corporate company to start with Connells and then worked for the franchise model, model, sorry, Mortgage Advice Bureau. Nathan also worked at Mortgage Advice Bureau, but he was actually previously a car salesman. And I've just found out, I've known these guys for probably about a year now, just found out that Mark and Nathan met when Mark bought a car from Nathan, which we'll get onto a bit later on, because I'm sure there's a, there's a good story beyond that one. Now, as you'll hear on this podcast, these guys are really friendly, extremely friendly, always want to help people. And they wanted to offer their local community the best possible service when it came to mortgages and life insurance and protection. But they wanted it. They wanted to give it to people from people that spoke their language, that offered that local service. So we're really going to get into how these guys have increased their brand awareness in the local area, but more so how they want to help local people. So, guys, first off, I want to say thanks so much for coming on and, and making time because I know you're both extremely busy at the minute. And, Mark, you've just had an arrival of another little one, haven't you? So yeah. your time is precious. So you, <laughs> you can take this hour now, turn your phone off, turn your emails off and just like kind of have a, have a bit of a breather. So thank you for coming on, guys. You're all good? Yeah, thank you. Man. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for inviting us. Good, good. So I wanted to start with why you wanted to become mortgage advisors. So I'll start with, I'll start with you, Mark. Yeah, okay, mate. Yeah, it's a it's a good question, actually, mate. I kind of I don't know if I ever really truly initially planned to be a mortgage advisor, but I was kind of doing a an admin job. I was actually doing like home based debt collection stuff for a mortgage admin company, and then part of the the company they said, look, we can we can get you qualified in mortgage advice, and I thought, well, that sounds good to get a qualification. And they paid for it all for me. But there was never going to be a job at the end of it giving mortgage advice because they didn't even do mortgage advice and i kind of got through the qualification and um at the end of it i was like right you know there's no job for me here so i'm going to go and try and find one being a mortgage advisor and yeah in february 2008 just when the credit crunch started i decided that was a really good time to go and do it so yeah <laughs> good times a lot of the people i've spoken to on the podcast it seems to be around about that 2008 2009 when the market just completely arse fell out of it oh yeah they decided to become a mortgage advisor yeah yeah it was, it was kind of a good thing in a really weird way because i had this like vision that yeah i was going to help loads of people buy houses and don't get me wrong you you do that of course mm -hmm. but the reality is in 2008 it was it was a high pressure sales job with a big corporate agent um, so there was lots and lots of pressure to to do more, do more, do more um, in a market where that just wasn't realistically possible. But what it did do is it gave it gave me the opportunity to really learn my craft and and learn how to work well in a bad marketplace. So when the market did improve, I was really well equipped to to be able to to do well. So it was it was really tough times. Yeah, it was it was really hard. It was it was brutally hard. I was working in a really small satellite office in a a fairly 
challenging part of Plymouth City Centre. Um, maybe not the best of areas, lots of strange construction type properties and loads of people with lots of different issues. So, you know, it was it was quite it was quite tough, but it was it was really good learning experience at the same time. Oh, so you did the tough bit first and now. So now it's plain sailing, isn't it? Yeah. Two minutes. But but you know, the flip side is you know, when before I even started doing a job, yeah, I had this vision of it was going to be lovely and I was going to help people. In reality, that is kind of what that's exactly what we do now. It's so much different now that you kind of know what you're doing and you've got that experience and you've got that knowledge behind you. But now that's exactly what we do. All, all we're doing is helping people achieve like, you know, their dream of buying a house or having more spare money or, or whatever it may be. So it, it is what I thought it would be. It's the same saying, and I think I say this on every podcast. I'm probably going to get T-shirts made up for everybody, but it's almost like I've not done the C-map, but the C-map, is, it's not really mortgage advice. It's not been a mortgage advice. It's just a bit of paper. Then when you get into it, you become a mortgage advisor. And you've probably found that yourself, haven't you, Nathan? Going from, actually, let's talk about how you two met to start with before we get onto your mortgage career. So, one, what car did you buy? <laughs> and two, was Mark tight with how much you paid for it? I don't think I did negative bit on it. Did I did yeah. um, <laughs> but it was a golf. Yeah, it was a golf. I, I remember. Yeah. Well, I, I, when I was sort of towards the end of my career at VW, I was sort of more interested in sort of the finance aspect of, of, of things. And um, it was one busy afternoon, Saturday afternoon, all the sales guys were were busy um, and I was sort of the only free person. So I sort of came out and asked if you was all right. Mm. You'd seen a car that you liked. So we went out for a drive and as you do, you get to know someone. And um, I think it all boils back to, again, the, the core of um, just getting to know people. If you, if you, if you get to know people, yeah. you, know, you, you just, certain people you just get on. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, we we did. And next thing, um, Mark's in, I said, oh, you, you'd be quite good at doing what I do. And I go, What's that then? And, you know, one thing led to another. I think I was, yeah talking to our old boss then on and off for about six months and eventually yeah. um, agreed to uh, pull the trigger and I jumped across to the dark side. But yeah. but no, I, I came across with <laughs> no qualification, no nothing. Did you? you? So you'd never been, no. never even been in mortgage advice and just no. went from car sales into... Yeah, straight in from car sales. I mean, I had like normal school stuff like GCSEs and A-levels, didn't finish my university degree because I was on a rugby scholarship, got injured, never finished it because the course was a load of garbage. I was only doing it as like a backup. Um, and then got into sales, um, started from selling bedroom furniture, home furniture, beds, IT stuff up to cars. And then, yeah, and then met Mark and then it kind of changed a bit. Um, so I came across and managed to somehow wangle getting paid a salary to read the CMAP book. Yeah. Um, it took me a very long time to come to terms with the, the jargon and how it's written because it is the most horrible book yeah. <laughs> ever. It's written so badly um, and it's very difficult for someone to understand who's non-industry. So it took me a while to get that. I think it took me like three goes to pass the first one, yeah. two goes to pass the second, and I got the third one on the first go. But yeah. It took me a few goes. Yeah, definitely. It's just different because you had, you know, you had the sales and people experience. So yeah, that's was what I was going to say. Of getting, you know, getting through the gateway of getting the qualification, and you know, but when it came to doing, the, you know, the job, there was never going to be an issue there. So it was. Yeah, because it's very transferable skills, aren't they? Because you sat because it is quite a car and a house are the two biggest things that you'll ever either have buy or have debt on, wouldn't you? So. Yeah. 
well, if you're interested in the finance aspect of yeah, it. The expectation was, the expectation was um, I guess, oh, I thought I could, I could read this book and then I know how to look, how to do mortgages. And that's not the case. Mm-hmm. You, <laughs> you, once you've read the book, you still end up in the same boat. You don't know what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know what a mortgage is. Oh, definitely. How to set one up? Not when, a clue. When I, when I started, <laughs> I was just locked in this back office room in this dingy office in a part of Plymouth. And then there was bars on the window and they were just like, <laughs> there's your computer. Um, off you go, go and, go and generate loads of business. And like, I, I had no idea what I was doing. I was putting leaflets through people's doors. I was calling up people that did not want to speak to me whatsoever. Like it was, it was absolutely <laughs> brutal. And, and to be honest, when I started, I didn't even like the job for about 18 months and I very, very nearly quit. It was only really once I kind of had beaten myself up and got out the other side of it that I was like, right, I can definitely do this. And not only am I going to do it, I'm going to do it, you know, the best I I'm going to be better than, than anybody else, you know, and that's that's what kind of gave me a bit more drive eventually. I think we got, um, I think with once once we got qualified, and I came across. I, I was quite fortunate in the fact that Mortgage Advice Bureau launched this um, new recruit academy when I was there. So I went up to their head office in Milton Milton Derby, Milton Derby, Derby yeah. um, and did, stayed up there for like um, several times um, for a week at a time doing different course going through the whole start to finish but then for the following six months after that I think I was pretty much it was your understudy then for the next six yeah, months and I was just, just sat next to, sat next to you doing what you did yeah Broke it all off yeah and I think it, was, it was perfect yeah a lot of people well I'm hoping that people that listen to this are just starting out in the journey and it it is perfect if you can have that mentor person I know people do these mentorship yeah. programs and obviously with COVID it's all been done over Zoom but has a lot to say for just sitting in with somebody, just sitting yeah. in an appointment, because although you can mentor somebody, well, what happens if somebody has got a complex case? It's great to be in the room and really get into the crux of what's going on, isn't it? Yeah. And, you know, and there's, there's so much to the job, you know, the, you know, one very small part of the job is talking to people um, understanding what they want, what they need and providing them a solution. So, you know, that, that you would think is the only aspect of your job, but, there was just so much more to that, you know, like processes, procedures, dealing with high volumes of clients. Uh, there's, there's so much more to it than just, yeah, customer service and getting on with people and finding solutions. You've got to know your stuff, have that knowledge, that experience, but you've you've got to have processes in place so you can actually be successful at what you do. And obviously, as you know, mate, social media is one part of that jigsaw puzzle that provide you with with opportunity to 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 earn money you know it's as simple as that leads me perfectly talking about process and setting everything up from the beginning how has it been setting up your business so you launched Mewstone Mortgage Advice 2021 this year didn't you how have you found it setting up your business because there's a lot of people that do listen to this that maybe in similar situations to yourself where they work for another company and they're thinking of going it along how hard has it been setting up the company and how have you overcome obstacles that have been put in front of you? It's been brutal. Like, like a challenge, don't you, mate? So 2000 and... Yeah. And then um, over to <laughs> Zoom, can't see each other, but we thought, I don't know, let's set up a mortgage. Program. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Set up a company when you can't even see each other. 
Well, no, we, no. We, we didn't start with it, no. No, so it's so one of the one of the biggest issues, and there were there were you know several issues that we've had to deal with, but one of the biggest issues is Nathan till the vaccine rollout really started. Me and Nath, we, we've worked closely together for years, but Nath wasn't actually able to leave the house effectively. He's had a family member that's been really very ill. And then as a result of that and them having like a family support bubble, not even being able to go to the shop, you know. So so Nath's been at home with his family. Working from home with family is horrendous, um, as we've both experienced. So we've kind of set up a business whilst not actually being able to see each other physically and um, so that that's been quite a challenge um i then decided well we decided that we didn't want to get premises initially so I started, yeah i started building a, an office in my garage which you know i'm not a tradesman i can make do but we're in it now <laughs> and they've helped me finish it off at the end um so that was another challenge and and just really you know the volume of business that's around at the moment, dealing with that, you know, we've got lots of um, reputations, we've got lots of customers that do want to come to use us. So we kind of hit the ground running without being anywhere near ready to hit the ground running. So it's <laughs> you know, kind of run before you can walk, but uh, yeah. a lot of people would tell you not to do it, but then I think it's Richard Brunson always says, say yes to everything and figure out how to do it later on. And that's exactly what you guys have done, haven't you? You've had a stressful six months, I know. We've had to adapt. Yeah, we've yeah, had to, yeah. very quickly. We've had some really horrible situations to deal with, you know, family-wise, um, business-wise. So we have we've not really had an easy ride, but um, it's going it's going really really well. We're really happy you both, yeah. the brand. Working together is great. We're constantly reviewing our processes, what we're doing, how we're dealing with customers, how can we make this better for, for them and for us? And it's just, um, we're so happy we've made the leap. It's unbelievable. When you're talking about processes there, mm. do you sit down, do you have a set day every month that you sit down, you have a set day every week? How do you come up with new processes and, and how do you analyze your business? twice a week we're doing isn't it wow well we kind of yeah i guess we've always worked similarly anyway because mm -hmm. boiling back to my first days of being an advisor i sat down and watched what mark did for the best part of six months maybe more yeah um and so everything that i've been doing was kind of replicating what he was doing because it was working and over time i keep sort of touching base with you wouldn't i just sort yeah. of saying what are you doing like, how are you doing this how are you doing that and just sort of bouncing ideas off each other we've been doing that for six years yeah um so now it's kind of we're, we're still doing that but yeah together as opposed to two yeah. individuals trading under we were just you know we've we've tried to really embrace technology as much as we can mm -hmm. and focus on the bits that we are good at and and focus on on the things that we're not good at we're highlighting them and then we're dealing with them so you know admin which is just the bane of any mortgage advisor's mm -hmm. life we are constantly reviewing ways where we can minimize our admin we can embrace technology to minimize admin to make it smoother process for the client as automated as possible for, for us and for the client we're outsourcing certain aspects of our business like admin like social media so we can focus on what we really really enjoy because what we really really enjoy is speaking to people yeah, you know, helping people, yeah. people, providing solutions, getting them the keys to their first home, 
whatever it may be it's, it's all about the end game for the customer that's kind of why we do it um, you and know, if you can get rid of anything else that doesn't align with that goal of yours that you want to speak to customers then then so be it that's what you need to do isn't it we're social we're social guys aren't we very much so yeah, yeah. i mean i guess you know rug, rugby being a, a very big background hobby of mine i'm quite well known in, in that kind of market um but also through um God, everything from car sales through school it's quite a close it's quite down here it's quite a small yeah. city really isn't it yeah. i think yeah. being being local certainly helps having those connections to lots of different links that definitely helps yeah. um and that's I, I can't wait to talk about that in social media because you'd have thought the physical and the social media are two separate entities but you guys use them both together to allow you to really push your 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 company and your agenda and your values but yeah. before we get onto the social media there's one last question and i know a lot of people think this they have a friend they get on really well with them and they think right we're going to set up a business we're going to set up a mortgage broken business what do you say to people that setting up a partnership in business is a bad idea i think it's um I think it's something you really need to think about really, really, really carefully because we weren't necessarily, it wasn't necessarily just going to be the two of us. It was always going to be us two. Mm. It was always going to be the there case. And, but you know, there was a possibility of there being other people involved um, at some point as well. And and it could even be that in the future that happens as well. So nothing's, you know, nothing's forever. But I think the, the, the good thing about me and Nath is we are different but we've both got the same values. You know, it's, it's all about family. It's all about our families. It's all about providing for, you know, our family's future. And that's what we kind of really embed into Mewstone and the people that we help. We're, we're normal guys. We're nothing special. Um, we've got, you know, we've got our family. That's what we care about. And that's what, that's what we focus on with all of our customers. So we always knew that we we had those same values and that's why we work so well together we we're all about looking after each other and it's been a really challenging yeah. six months <laughs> and, and in all honesty Nate's always had my back and I'll always have his back and that's that's really that's fundamental communication I think you just exactly. yeah, you can't just I guess I guess no partnership will be perfect but I guess the and there'll be times where you disagree on stuff um mm. And I guess the, the easier option would be to go on your own and just do everything your own way. But sometimes I guess our thought process was, well, all my thoughts, are they all correct? You know, mm. what, what, so two heads are better than one. Yeah. Um, you're going to disagree on a few bits, but likewise, the, the whole point is to talk regularly. I mean, we, we've set up, I said, going back to processes twice a week now, Monday, Friday, um, usually in the mornings, first thing, let's just hash out what's been either playing on our mind or what hasn't been done or come across something that we didn't know about this time last week. How do we get around it? And just sort of, again, you just keep talking, you just keep adapting, keep that. changing, keep um, pushing, pushing forward. You can't, there's never a time, especially in this market where you can just sit still and just think, Oh, it's going to be okay. Yeah. My, my way or the highway just doesn't seem to work like that. So there are lots of things that, you know, Mark, I say we're very, very different people, but have the same sort of values as Mark said. So Mark thinks about things in a different road that I potentially would. So that's what works really well with us. Yeah. Um, it, you know, the, there'll be times where Mark will probably call me the horizontal placid one and Mark's yeah. the, the hothead. Yeah, um, my wife should probably tell you different, but yeah. it, it, 
but it just works well having sort of a different view on mm. things having two different views on the same topic and that's rather than one person saying jump and the other person sort of saying how high it's kind of nice to see it from a different angle yeah. it's, it's having a sounding board isn't it and Although you two guys, you have each other, and I love the way that every Monday and Friday, I think that's amazing that you do that twice a week, that you say what's worked, what hasn't worked, what can we change? If you're on your own, and you guys still do this, I find the mortgage broker, mortgage advisor community really quite welcoming, and you guys are big on that, aren't you? That <laughs> You've talked, we, we spoke about it just before the podcast, about how we wanted to bring to the forefront that community and that the mental health aspect of it, because... If you're on your own, working from your bedroom, if you, say if you don't take any calls that day, which is very rare for a mortgage advisor, I assume, you could not speak to anybody. And you need yeah. to have that community. How important is that for you to connect with other mortgage brokers? Massive. Yeah, do you believe? Yeah, massive. And that, you could be the most experienced advisor in the world. Um, there's always going to be that one case that you've never done before. Mm -hmm. um, right. or a scenario that you've never come across before and how do you best handle it well by having a community when we we still stay in contact with lots of our old um, mm -hmm. colleagues that have gone off on their own and got their own businesses and yeah. um, we've got advisors from all over the UK that are part of groups on social media where you know if we ask you know, whether it be on Facebook or WhatsApp group and Instagram whatever um, if you know a lot of them seem more those that are on those groups tend to be quite welcoming now, now don't they? if you've got a question yeah. you put it out there you always get a response yeah. we've got a yeah. really good support network in place and yeah. we you know we've got a group where you know we've all gone off in our own ways you know set up our own businesses or you know change network or whatever it may be but there's a group of us that we all we all get on with so well so we support each other um from that aspect but also you know the, the groups that you know we're all involved with yeah, you know, nationwide, there's some really, really great guys out there, and, and unfortunately, it is still a massively male-orientated industry. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, there there is some absolutely cracking female advisors out there, arguably way better than you know the the, the male equivalents out there. They're so much more approachable and organised, and you know, they're just their skills are, are really, really good. But yeah, unfortunately, it's still very male-orientated, and and we're all guilty of. You know, assuming oh, I can fix this, or bury my head, or I won't deal with the actual issues. So, you know, I've I've had a, a quite a challenging recent time you know, on the way setting up a business, some stuff going on on a personal level. But actually, I, I, I was able to talk to different people in the industry, and and there's some really good support networks out there for. What would you, somebody listening? Could you just give us two Facebook groups or? websites or something that a new broker could go to if they've not heard of them before i think the avengers assemble group yeah um, is one it's, yeah it's really really good because you know it's um it's not necessarily focused on it's focused on websites which is you know which is what it is you know that's what alex does um but there's so much more than that it's got a real good community feel there's no competitive edge to it right there's great great guys in that group that was really really useful for me personally to reach out and speak to people when i have some challenges so that's the first group i would say and um, what which one would you say nathan are you big on them as well and the other one i guess you could go back to the i know gary dastin is his mortgage program yeah. Yeah. where a lot of that um you know he's got some some great setup tips and you've been part of his program you, mate, for, yeah, for a little while. 
really good, you know, really, really good. And again, like community aspects of that. And but even your network, just so good. Uh, you know, if you, if, depending on if you people are going directly authorized or been joining a, a certain network, I know the the network that that we've joined, they've got uh, their own sort of Facebook community page, if you like. So advisors across the the country sort of tune in there and communicate on that. Um, plus, just from doing the job for a while, you've got ex colleagues that you stay in contact with, and yeah. we've created a, a group um, just to keep keep in contact and bounce ideas off each other. Um, uh, so those those are two great groups there that you as you said yep you've got these people that you can keep in contact with but those groups you can put a question in it and you'll get an answer so leads me perfectly into social media so if you what i'll do is i'll put your all your um details into the show notes and people can have a look for the Mewstone mortgage advice but you'll see that these guys are huge on social media they're over the last 12 months when they worked for the old company they made a, a name for themselves in their own personal names by mm -hmm. using Facebook lives and interacting with the local community. And I want to get onto, onto Facebook live shortly because it's, it's a real niche area that people, some people are still afraid for afraid to use, mm -hmm. but how important do you think it is for businesses to be on social media at the moment? And um, we'll direct this one at Nathan to start with. Huge. I think if you don't have an online presence, you are missing a massive, massive gap in the market. Um, for, for people to find you more than absolutely anything else. It's I'm just trust you. And, and, and yeah, you used the word verification the other day, which I thought was really, it's a great, I think verification is the perfect word. But if yeah, people yeah. Google you, yeah. you've got to have a website and you've got to be on social media. Otherwise, do you actually exist? It's the same as looking at cars, you know. So I'm looking at cars at the moment and, and you know, a million places sell cars. One of the first things you look at, whether it's auto trader, Facebook, Google, whatever it is, you're straight for the reviews, you, you know, you're straight into, right, these people have used these guys. Um, and, you know, typically British, we're either five stars or one stars, aren't we? We don't have <laughs> medium. So you're straight in, let's, let's go for bad reviews. But if you don't have Google, Facebook, social media presence, then I wouldn't go anywhere near anyone. It's funny, isn't it? You wouldn't go. It's, it's verification. Sorry, Nathan, you're going to say something. No, I just say I think people like to put a face to a name, don't they? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I'll give you a perfect example. Was my stepbrother? He is a broker as well. He's got the home buyer coach you might have seen on on, on social yeah. media. Um, and for ages, he was just posting random images that didn't really necessarily mean anything to anybody with like captions. Um, me and Mark were always doing these uh, Facebook lives. I said, mate, you need to put your face to some of these videos. And he made a few funny TikTok videos and it exploded, didn't it? Yeah. He's got absolutely he's, he's he's got thousands of followers now on Instagram. Tens of thousands. It's it's gone crazy for him. So yeah, yeah good for him. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it's just a massive difference by putting a face to a name. Yeah. Big time. And it's all about trust. You know, people can Yeah, definitely. You want to trust trust people. Yeah. You know, if you if you don't if you don't have that presence, then people are not gonna trust you. You know, and, and it comes back to pre-social media. It was all about referrals. Mm. You, you, somebody that had used you would refer their friends, their family to you. But that's what social media does. That's ex that's specifically what it does. Yeah, it's all about friends. Social proof, media. isn't it? Social yeah. proof that your mate Johnny used you as a mortgage advisor, and he had a good, he had a great service, and yeah. that then speaks to you in terms of it's somebody local, and it's somebody that they trust. Well, the two boxes are ticked because we love doing people. We love doing business with, well, I do, with business business with people that are local. 
That's yeah. how I feel. Yeah. Because then you feel you're building to the community. We'll get onto that yeah. shortly. But what would you say your personal favourite of social media is and your favourite for business? What would yours be, Mark? It's just always Facebook. You know, it's, yeah. it's always Facebook because Facebook is so clever in terms of how it works. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got lives, you've got um, friends, you've got Facebook business, you've got groups, you've just got all of these, you've got stories, you've just got all of these different ways that you can communicate with your audience. So nothing's as versatile as Facebook, in my opinion. Um, and again, if you go back to like a community aspect, because me and Nate, you know, we, we've grown up in a, in a fairly small community called the South Hands, which is outside of Plymouth. Mm-hmm. and everybody knows everybody you know everybody knows everybody so, so great yeah so it's, it's the village <laughs> the village so you know we've built up um a presence in in a small community mm-hmm. a really small community it's not even a city um and and that's what facebook allows us to do is build that community relationship and reputation so it's facebook all the way without a doubt 100%. And this is where we haven't really spoken about the Mewstone name, but Mewstone, it's the great Mewstone, isn't it? It's its a landmass off the south coast by Plymouth. And that's yeah. what you've named the company after, isn't it? Mewstone Mortgage. Yeah. yeah. So, we, so we, yeah, we, we grew up in the South Arms. I still live in the South Arms in a, a little place called Wembury by the beach, fortunately. And, and off the beach is, is the Mewstone. So that's, that's what it's all about. So when we design, so I help design your logo. So we try to incorporate that as a silhouette. And you'll see that if you look at their socials, that silhouette. And that is so important for people to associate your brand with Mewstone. And it's done in an instant, isn't it? They might not even have to know that you're Mewstone Mortgage Advice. They could see your icon and they associate you with you. That's so powerful on on social media, isn't it? And and have you had comments from that since we've done it since January, February? Yeah, time, wasn't it? I think, do you know what? Any anybody that loves any kind of water sport, um, right. like paddleboarding or anything like that, they all know what the Mewstone is, and they've liked some of our posts purely on the basis that it's called Mewstone. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and I think yeah, a few of my clients as well, who yeah, old clients from my old um, company as well, moving forward into the the new one. Um, that's some really really positive feedback on on, on the branding yeah um, everyone loves it don't they, they? everyone yeah. loves it they love the name they love the you know the look the style the feedback has just been overwhelming hasn't it it's it's been crazy it's been a crazy ride mm-hmm. and yeah. that's coming from your yeah your family and your friends and your local community yeah. when we first started talking about social media you guys are quite popular on social media aside from your business aren't you got a lot of friends and Nathan, it's the perfect example here. You're quite big in the rugby community. Mm. How important is it to utilise those communities to start with? Because if you've got no following on social media, you need to almost piggyback off the back of your friends, don't you, and your family? I think if you can get your... Again, whenever you're posting something like that, if you can get Mm. friends to like and share stuff, which isn't always easy, Mm. um, because to be completely honest, people just don't... can't be bothered. No. Um, even though some of my closest friends still can't be bothered to share my, well, they're, and they're like, my they're stuff. like pictures of your kids and that, yeah. they? but you know, if it's a work post, then you know, it's you hard always, to get them to share, get which, which is stuff. which is fine. But yeah. then I guess it comes back to sort of the, the work and personal relationship as well, because quite often your, your friends' cases tend to be the ones that 
if there's any, ever going to be a case that goes wrong, it tends to be your friends and family ones, doesn't it? So yeah, <laughs> I think, I think we're, we're along the lines of making a pact now, whereas I'll be yeah. your friends and family and you, you'll sort out mine. So Facebook's really powerful for you guys, but you've started to utilize Google My Business and I'm a massive mm. fan of Google My Business, but yeah. talk me through how you use it to, to generate leads or really increase your brand awareness. We just do it the same, don't yeah. we? Really, you know, in all honesty. I, I, I did it for a test actually. Mm. Um, when we started doing the Facebook mm-hmm. lives and stuff, I thought, who was it he said? Though I think one of the estate agents who we used to work with was very good on social media, very good on spends a lot of money on on so on um, on digital marketing, like a copious amount of money. Um, but they're very, very successful in what they do. And they did a presentation once, and I just listened to her. She's a very clever cookie. Um, uh, she probably won't mind me, me, me saying um, Jade Boyles White from um, Complete Estate Agents. She's a very, very switched on lady. And um, she just said, don't neglect Google. Um, mm. Because it, if the first thing people do, if they're not so au fait with social media or they want to stay off social media platforms, how do they find a broker? And they Google it, mm. local mortgage advisor or good mortgage advisor or mortgage advice in my area. Um, and so I am sort of went on a bit of a tangent to leave Facebook alone for a minute, but all my clients that I've completed on a mortgage, get them to leave a review on my Google page. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get leads from all over the place now. Uh, yeah. I think my page was one of the highest rated mm-hmm. Google, my business pages in the South Ham yeah. at one point. Yeah. I don't know if it still is, but we've changed it all to Mustang now. Any, well, anyway, and, and, and actually like website wise. So as, again, I think your assumption is oh, if I'm doing anything, Google, my business or Google wise, then a website has to be all singing, all dancing. And actually, our website's not quite there yet. So, no, just need a contact name and number. You know, and, and actually, it was more the Google side of things that is producing the business as opposed to our website. So yes. Google on a business is giving just people that snapshot, isn't it? Of, oh, right, well, here's some pictures of what these guys do. It, link, it links in all your social media stuff anyway. It's putting it all in one place with your reviews. You get the insights, don't you? I think if you, it's amazing... You look at the insights and how many people actually click on your business and what keywords they've been putting in to find your business. And it's interesting if you Google yourself every now and again, see where you sit on that list. And again, it's going to be very location specific, I would have thought, unless you've got some sort of paid ad. Um, but it tends to be, I, I shied away from that as well. because Yeah, but we don't do if, anything paid, do we? If you can get in the top page of Google without paying for an ad, I think people have sort of become aware of the, it's only there because someone's paid for it to be there mm-hmm. so they tend to ignore it and go to the first one that's not an ad um i've had loads off the back of that yeah really. and for okay. people that might might not know what the google my business is is when you search a search for say for a mortgage advisor in plymouth what you may have is beneath your search engine at uh, the search box you've got say three or four businesses beneath or if you search for a specific business, it will be on the right hand side and it comes with a couple of photos and the reviews. That's Google My Business. That's what we're referring to. So if you're listening to this and you're not quite sure what that is, that's what it is on the right hand side. A really good tool to help you find out uh, Google. If you haven't got a Google My Business, you can't find this information, but a great tool to find out what keywords people are using to find your business is SEM Rush. If you Google that, go onto their website type in your website and it'll tell you the, the keywords and i know you guys have used that in the past because we've spoken about it before it will tell you keywords that come up 
um, as to who, who's find, how people are finding your business. So, but Google My Business, a lot of people don't know about it and it needs to be spoken about more. It's so it's yeah. Get the app on your phone. Um, that's the first thing to it's... do. And then just explore and treat it like another social media platform, I would suggest. Yeah. So, you know, and what we've done, again, we, we, we're always trialing things to see what works, what doesn't work is, you know, Nath um, had started his and I'd started mine. We'd started them independently some time ago because we were trading as our own sort of individual names, if you like. We've kind of kept them going to a degree. Um, so, yeah, mine's Mark John, yours is Mewstone. And because we're in slightly different areas logistically to see what's kind of working because where where we are based officially is 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 quite on the outskirts whereas nathan's home uh, and where his google business page is in the city and that's that's probably working better um so it's we're always looking at ways right maybe we need to stop doing this maybe we can merge that maybe we consolidate this so just looking at different things that we can do to to improve it's a great if you haven't got one have a look into it they're compre- completely free to set up and you can get people to give you your google reviews now i want to get onto facebook lives because a lot of people will be listening to this wanting to know how to do a facebook live successfully more than anything so you guys used to do facebook lives when you were in different locations weren't you so you had yeah. two cameras running yeah first thing is how do you stop from stuttering you don't <laughs> you learn Good. That's what I want to hear. I want people to be honest about this. We we have we had a running little competition every time when we first started these. I, I'm quite a confident bloke anyway, but I talk a lot and I always try and fill in the blanks. And a lot of the things I was doing more often than not was every other word. Um 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 um. um. I could see Mark's shoulders chuckling next to me on the Facebook live, and I knew I was doing it. But you can't stop yourself, or you will say a phrase over and over again. I don't know why, it's like a, a sticking word yeah. that fills the gaps. And it, it's not necessarily, um, it could be anything. And yeah, we, it's a safety name. It's a safety yeah. word that you don't realize you're doing it until you watch it back and you cringe, but you just, over time, you just stop doing it. I, yeah, I think it was it's just doing it, isn't it? Like we, we started and we were just, it was just horrendous, wasn't it? But I, there was one <laughs> so thing that Gary Das, you know, <laughs> taught me is, you know, you could, spend you know months and months and months trying to perfect something to then go and do it for the first time or you can just start doing it and, and perfect it over time um and and that's you know that's what we did we just we just decided didn't we one day we we stood uh, and filmed a video where we were where we locally kind of are from and we just said look we're going to do these events start doing these facebook live events start advertising them on facebook um, around a specific topic and then and then in all honesty we were just talking at each other weren't we we just we'd forget you know we, we, we were trying to yeah forget the cameras there just start having a laugh we were just <laughs> we were just talking and just talking about you know we'd make, <laughs> we'd make loads of mistakes we'd rip each other we'd take the mick out of each other live um, yep. and then what we would also do is we because we were recording it we would then use that you know that video we'd chop it up into smaller bits yeah we would put them out later so you know it'd be a big topic on help to buy or something you know over 30 minutes sometimes 45 minutes i mean we would we would ramble and ramble and ramble we used to set a time didn't we we used to say we would go way over half half an hour was always like yeah the mark yeah and we used to think 
oh, we're never going to feel that. Yeah. And it flies. Oh, yeah. And it people, absolutely flies. Yeah, people were jumping in and asking questions. Um, you know, mates were jumping in and absolutely ripping us. The wives would be jumping in and taking the mick, you know, and it was really, really good. But it was just, it was just you know, nobody else is really... I don't think people doing them now you know we had to stop for a while one because we were too busy which is awful to say but also because we kind of had some changes coming so that's we're jumping back into that like now um i mean they were they were fantastic if you can go back on these guys pages and have a look um i remember listening to a help to buy one you you just said nathan you felt like you were rambling on for half an hour but I, I know the help to buy inside out because I was an estate agent at the time when I was listening to it. And there was so much value in there that I thought, wow, if I didn't know anything, you've covered every, every point you covered. The best thing I found was instead of relying on people asking questions on the day, you almost had a preset list of, list of questions that people had yeah. maybe wanted answers, but maybe couldn't get on the live. Yeah, exactly. That was a great yeah. way. Yeah. That was something that adapted over time as well, wasn't yeah. it? We we sort of the first the first one again. No one's first one's going to be perfect, and we, again we sort of sat down. Well, how can we make this better? And we wanted more people to interact with us. I think the whole point was to deliberately put ourselves on the spot, deliberately not worried about laughing at ourselves for getting yeah. it wrong. Or uh, and what we made very clear was we're not giving individual specific advice at this time we are just giving general information to the public for free yeah, giving free you information uh, just to to help yeah um free help is is it's kind of always been and this is you know what you help us with as well it's all about free information that's all our social media stuff is about everything you can take all of the information that we want to give you for free all of our expertise for free we'd love you to use us but we're not using social media to say, hey, come and use us, we're amazing. It's absolutely the opposite of that. It's we're going to give you information for free. That's what we're all about. Yeah. And talking about there, we've started working from the beginning of the year on your social media. And yes, we're all about trying to add value. We're trying to add humor into the social media posts. So we do the odd pun, don't we? But what I've enjoyed doing with you guys is you've sent me a load of photos of like the local area. And we started in corporate, if, well, a photo of, of Nathan's little one, a photo about life insurance. And if people know you, that's such a, a personal thing, isn't it? It's mm -hmm. so important to use those local photos, isn't it? Especially when you're named after the area that you're selling your service to with people. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we're, that's what we've always sold ourselves as, isn't it? Local guys. Yeah. For local people, that's... That's it, local guys for local people, and that's how you want to be portrayed, isn't it? And we're normal. There's, yeah. there's none of this. Oh, yeah. Uh, Never. Yeah, I think we're normal. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's, none, there's none of this um, corporate suited and booted stuff no. with us quite so much anymore. You'll never think. see us in a suit ever again. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I tried to put on some smart shoes the other day, and I was like, no way. I just cannot do it. <laughs> but it does, it, it's not aligned with your values, is it? Is it? No. You want to be attracting the same people as yourselves. You want. Exactly. It's nice to be able to do business with people that you enjoy doing business with. I think um, COVID's like changed so much around that as well. You know, people are so much more open-minded and understanding that you're working from home. You've got your kids hanging off you and screaming and shouting in the backgrounds. You know, and and that 
just really adds to the fact that you know we are normal guys normal yeah. families in the area so why chuck on a suit you know and, and you want to get that across on on well, social yeah. media don't you you want to yeah. flashy colors or anything like that we don't live extravagant lifestyles or anything like that we are just normal family guys we just happen to do mortgages so yeah and you get that out on social media and it leads me perfect to a question and, and i'll ask you both but if a parent came to you and said social media is the root of all evil i need to keep my kids off it what would your answers be this is for you mate you've got the yeah. older one i mean i definitely agree with that to a point um you know i've got an 11 year old and he's not on social media yet he wants to be and he will not stop going about youtube um really uh, yeah i mean he, i don't he's not interested in facebook or instagram uh, yet i'm sure he will be but it's all about youtube you know he wants to be a youtuber i think just about every every kid you know between the age of 10 and 12 13 wants to be a youtuber and you know and play fortnite and and it's it's a really difficult one because they they see us on our phones and working and being social um, all the time because that's what we do for work and that's what we do as adults we are all social now online so it's it's a really really difficult one the big thing I think is for parents is you just you kind of got to let them you've got no choice but what you can do is you can monitor them you know we for instance Computer games, we all used to play computer games when we were younger, way too much probably as well. But, you know, we limit how much time they're on their tech. We give them tech days. Um, we give them non-tech days. As they get older, it's harder and harder and harder. I don't know. I don't have the, the you know, the perfect answer for that. But All you need to do is to teach them two things. One, how to run the Mewstone Mortgage Advice social media channels. And yes. two, how to submit a mortgage application. <laughs> and you'd be sweet in about 10 years' time. <laughs> that would put all of us out of a job. I like asking that question. I like to get, especially because your business is so successful on social media, to then take a step back and think of it on a personal level. It's a completely yeah. different mindset, isn't it? You have to build some barriers. Like, you yeah. know, that's one thing that we've talked about a lot recently and one of the reasons for doing this as well is you know back in 2008 when I started there was no social media I went to work in my office on my desktop when I walked out the door if a customer called me I'd be like yeah no problem I'll call you tomorrow because I couldn't do any work yeah. and like the lines between work and home are so blurred now what we are keen to do is try and put some of those barriers in place again because I think I think people genuinely want that. You know, people want weekends for their family. They want evenings for their family. In most cases, um, and people are very expectant. We're all guilty of we want answers answers instantly, and we do want to give the very 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 best service that we can give. But and some limits. There has to be that line. And me talk me with my social media head on for anybody out there that wants to try and reinstate those boundaries. You can almost use social media to subconsciously tell your customers that, that if you are at the weekends, upload photos of you out walking the dog or with the kids. Now, a lot of people might say, oh, that's just uploading about your family. But well, actually, they can see that you're out with your family at the weekend. Mm -hmm. Now, it does two things. Then it shows them you're not working. So they might not bother you with the email. But two, it allows them to resonate with you on a personal level. So yeah. when they pick up the phone to you on Monday morning, oh, how was your walk up by Wem Wembry, is it where you live? How mm -hmm. was the walk up by Wembry? 
you've broken the ice then you've already won them over as a client because you've you've spoke to them on a personal level without actually speaking to them and that's the power of social media i find we're really open with customers as well you yeah. know you know we've i've got three kids nate's got two we've got very young families it's very demanding life is is generally very demanding so we do tell customers you know look really sorry i can't get back to you until then you know i'm busy with my family i'm working from home we're just really really open and and it's very very rare that customers turn around and say that's not good enough or i don't care about what's going on in in you know in your home life you know i'm a customer and i'm demanding this people generally i don't think i like that i think they're way COVID's broken that barrier has it yeah i think so now everybody knows what it's like to work from home or they know someone that does work from home or a family or friend or themselves maybe has had to work from home and maybe they've seen some of these struggles so there's a lot more empathy now for when you have to say that oh my baby's just vomiting all over something. I'm going to have to call you back. Yeah. But, you know, my, my, my eldest is having a meltdown in the background because his mum won't give him a biscuit or something. I, I'll call you back. It's acceptable, isn't it? People, it is acceptable. People get it. Um, Should be. You know, well, it's, it's either that. Or, you know, sometimes you might pick up the phone to a bank and you get no answers at all. Yeah, and, and, it, and it goes back to what, you know, what we are all about and the type of customers that we want to deal with and the type of customers that come to us, they're all in the same boat. You know, we, we the, the type of customers that, you know, maybe want answers immediately and, you know, they're the type of customers that just don't, we just don't do business with. Exactly, not because, yeah. Not because we don't want to do business with them, but more probably because they don't want to do business with us. Not they the right fit deal with it themselves or they want to go and deal with a particular type of thing. that's cool so, yeah, exactly yeah it's it's it, you can choose who to do it with so what we're going to do now is flip reverse it we're talking about yep yeah, you you've got loads of customers now but what i'm going to do is do the strategy question and i, I love the answers to this so we're going to pretend that you've been moved to the north of scotland and you've both got a phone an internet connection and a laptop what are the first few things you do to start generating mortgage leads? I, I think it's easy, personally. Uh, social media, Facebook, isn't it? Facebook, Facebook Google. local Facebook groups. Groups. Facebook yeah. Groups. Okay. groups, just yeah. groups. Obviously, Facebook post themselves. The yeah, Facebook groups all the way. Just, to, you know, I think in, in my experience, I've, I've, I've learned lots of stuff about marketing and social media over the last 18 months through working with you, through work with Gary Das, in all honesty, you really opened up my eyes to a lot of stuff. Um, but Facebook groups is is probably, in my opinion, the biggest tool available right now, I think. Wow. Video as well, but Facebook groups is massive. Well, the great thing with you guys, you're so confident with Facebook Lives that you, you could do your Facebook Live and... If nobody's done a Facebook Live before, it saves it automatically to your page, doesn't it? Yeah. You could then post that Facebook Live video that's recorded into those groups. You yeah. could chop it up like these guys do. So there might be a perfect 30-second summary of how the help to buy works. You could post that in local groups, couldn't you? It's yeah. so, it's so, so useful. It's so powerful. I think one of the biggest successes that we had in 2020 which is a really tough year for everybody, you know, us included, was when, when there was information that was coming out about our banks are doing this now or, you know, re, you know mortgage payment holidays, it wasn't necessarily stuff that was going to directly benefit us to generate a small business. But what 
what it allowed us to do is create information for customers that we could get out there for people. So the mortgage payment holiday stuff was huge where we were getting information to customers to help them to allow them to go and request their payment holidays because you know the phone lines to lenders were you know you could be waiting on hold for 24 hours you know because so many people were just so worried and struggling what am i going to do how am i going to pay my mortgage so we were getting information out to customers into facebook groups that meant that they they could get the help that they needed in in the most efficient way didn't mean that we were going to get business from it but you, the, be, the you just become the help like the help for people don't yeah. that's what's important yeah. i think and you both group is massive nice enough guys that people could approach you do you know what i mean if, if they had a question and you weren't they weren't going to use you for business you go hi nathan I've, i saw your face on one of the posts talking about mortgage holidays can i can I have a quick chat with you that's what's really important to you guys and, and the great thing is and you've probably heard this throughout this podcast is these guys are so on the same page it's ridiculous do you know what I mean? Like we come up with ideas every couple of weeks, don't we, for social media posts. And you guys will always have the same thought process between each post, won't you? Put out. Yeah. Usually. I think it's that same sort of visuals as to what we we see the company going in the same direction, don't we? I guess yeah. we know what it wants, what we want it to look yeah. like. We know what values it we want it to show which reflects on ideas when we're doing that. So it makes it a bit easier, actually, doesn't it? With yeah, we've got, we've got like a long-term plan, haven't we? Mm. You know, and we know where we want to go, what we want to be doing in the future. But I think a big, big thing as well is because we are normal guys, we kind of know what posts people want to see. Yeah. You know, we've been doing it for long enough, so we know what people are going to find useful. It's, you know, you could be we talked about this before haven't we like you could end up and, and me and Nathan talked about it, or you could post oh, another great review from a client another great review from a client another one but you start to look like a bit of an idiot like look at me I'm so amazing and actually we, we want to move away from that and we want to move always in the direction of look you know we want to help first-time buyers this is the sort of questions um and issues that first-time buyers are facing here's some information that could could help and, and you Chris are obviously you're on the same page with that you know you've got that background experience which mm, which helps you're in such a unique position aren't you yeah it's, it's, it's knowing the industry isn't it that's that's half the job when you're looking at, at social media i think it's knowing the industry um, yeah. and i love property so i'm all i'm always into it what you said there about the reviews gary v said something um recently and it was kind of like turning me into we so instead of me talking about how good I am with my reviews. Let's talk about we, how as a community, we can help you. So just interesting that you said that. So no, so if you move into the north of Scotland, get in your Facebook groups, get your Facebook lives done, and get your faces out there as much as possible. That's your top tip, yeah? Definitely. I think interact as well. So as well as posting in these groups, yeah. Interact with other people that are posting in those groups too. Don't okay, just right. post don't post blind. I think sometimes you have to yeah. like and share and comment on a few bits as well. And, and other businesses as well. Yeah, like, like help them start, out. Start working with other businesses. That's something that we've we've started doing. You know, we've been talking to other businesses that we think have got values and that are completely outside of our industry. But, you know, we're, we're talking to each other. You know, how can we support each other? How can we work together? And that's massive as well. 
Yeah, because you can piggyback off their customers, can't you? Both in in a turnover sense and also in a social media sense. Yeah. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. I'm sure everybody's got a lot of value from that, especially... I didn't want it all to be about social media, but you guys have built a lot of your business and increased your brand awareness by using social media. So I really wanted to get into the crux of that. So thanks for sharing some of your wisdom. To, to finish the, the podcast, I always ask for a charity and I'll donate £10 for each of you to a charity to say thank you for coming on the podcast. So which charity did you want to donate to? Um, it's called Raffle for Hunter. So um, we've been involved with the, with a charity very, very close to home. Um, a young lad that has been really, really poorly and unfortunately having to spend quite a bit of time away from his family um, up in Bristol. We're down in Plymouth and um, yeah, we'd like to be able to give some money to help raise some more funds for him really. Fab, that's great. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll make that donation for you and I'll send it over. Guys, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I know you guys are really big on being local and having the community. Reach out to these guys. They'll answer any questions that you've got um, and they'll talk you through. Like they said before, it's all about community with mortgage brokers. And that's exactly what you find, isn't it? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Awesome, guys. Well, thank you so much for coming on and um, I'll catch yeah, up with you soon. It. Thanks, man. Cheers, Chris. Cheers, Chris. Bye-bye. So thank you very much for listening. If you feel this podcast brought you any value at all, I'd be extremely grateful if you could leave me a review on the podcast, little five stars, and subscribe to keep you up to date with all future episodes. We can also connect on social, so you can get me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn, all with the handle Social for Brokers. Look forward to hearing from you and connecting with you all.